0: Hey, everybody, we are so glad that you are joining us this day after Christmas for this special service that we're doing. We are going to talk this morning about waiting for a miracle because some of you guys have been praying all month during this series of miracles for, for God to do some amazing things, to him, for him to answer prayers, to, to work some miracles. So we're going to be talking, some of you are like, well, I haven't gotten my miracle yet. That's what we're going to be talking about today in this message. Um, and as we prepare to open up God's word, I just wanted to say a quick prayer for our time together. Um, Lord God, we do ask that you would act, that you would perform miracles, that we could see you answer our prayers. But Lord God, some of us are waiting for you to do things, waiting for things. And maybe we've been waiting for a long time. And I pray that you would just encourage us today as we open up your word, that we would just learn how to put our hope in you and and learn to find strength even in the waiting. Guide us through this in Jesus' name, Amen. 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 Well, yeah, we're going to be in Psalm 27 today if you want to get your Bible or you can even find the version event. Uh, even if you're not physically in our building right now, that you can find the version event under the a little more tab and then go find the event for today, the YouVersion Bible app um, for the Arise Church Denver um, to take some notes on Psalm 27 because we are talking about waiting for a miracle. And though a lot of people in Denver don't know what Melissa and I were like Pre coming to Denver because we actually had McKinley when we first moved and we weren't the crazy family that destroyed booths every time we went out to eat. Yes, we're that family that just knocks over everything. There's water everywhere and we tip <laughs> yes. the, the waiter really well because we destroy our because we have three kids now, but we did not have kids for the first five years that we lived in Nebraska and we wanted kids. Um, and it was really tough because we were asking God for kids. Melissa had felt like God was calling her to be a mom and we were so excited to have kids. And then we tried and we waited and we tried and we asked God to give us a child and we kept waiting and waiting and waiting. And it was a really challenging time for us as we were waiting month after month after month and year after year and nothing was happening, no pregnancy at all. It was really difficult to wait. And some of you guys know exactly what that's like, that you, when Tom Petty says waiting is the hardest part, you're like, yes, that's my chorus, okay, I know that. Waiting is really difficult when we have these things on our hearts, like I'm waiting for this child struggling with infertility, when we are um, waiting for for God to work in our kid's life, whether there's a sickness or that person has walked away from the faith and we're praying for this kid. And some of us are like, when is this pandemic going to be over? When is my job going to be back? And we're just waiting, waiting, waiting. So whatever the thing that you're waiting for, I want you to think about this morning as we're talking about this message and how do we wait in that time period. So I'm hoping this message will really encourage you so that we can learn to wait well. Because here's the thing. I often feel, and maybe you guys would know what I'm talking about, that waiting can sometimes feel like weakness. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, it's just like, well, I'm not doing anything. I can't, isn't there something that I can do to make this happen? And we want to act, we want to work. Like that's what we want to do. But sometimes it's much harder to wait than it is to work. Mm -hmm. Um, It really is. And that's, I think how we feel, but, but the reality is we're going to learn from David himself in the scriptures is that waiting isn't weakness when we're waiting for the Lord. Mm-hmm. It's not weakness. And in fact, it's one of the strongest things that we can do as followers of Jesus. So we're going to look at Psalm 27, and Psalm 27 is an incredible psalm. It's one of my favorites, um, and it's written by David, the great king, but he was also an incredible musician. Okay, that's a true man's a good Musician and a po- or a poet, right? Okay, um, that, that's just how it is. And that's how David was. And he wrote this psalm. And he talks in the first um, 12 verses about all these difficult things he's going through. There's these people that are opposing him, people are lying about him. He even talks about some familial, like breaking of relationships. So he's dealing with um, family issues. He's dealing with relationships that are broken. He has people lying about him. He's struggling. And and it's just, he even feels like God is absent in his life. So all these prayer requests, he's just laying before God, help me, help me with this, help me with that. It's like this whole list of prayer requests. Anybody pray like that? You know, it's this list. I want this. I want this. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. God, when are you going to do this? When are you going to do that? And that's what David's psalm is in psalm 27 but then he gets to the end and it's so interesting in verse 13 he says this i remain confident of this i will see the goodness of the lord in the land of the living mm. Amen. and then he says in verse 14 this is good wait for the lord be strong and take heart and wait for the lord and i love this there's the great promise in 13 david is confident king david he says i'm confident i will see the goodness of the lord in the land of the living it's not just when i die You know, as Christians, we do believe that when we die, all the things that are wrong will be made right, that there will be no more sickness, sorrow, pain, or death, that we will be given new bodies, we will be glorified, we won't be able to sin anymore, everything will be restored, we'll have a restored relationship with God, it will be incredible. And we're like, okay, that sounds good, but what about now? (laughs) You know, what what is going to happen now? But David's saying, hey, God is good now. It's not just later, he's good now in our lives. And, And we can be confident of that. And that's what David is encouraging us to do because some of you are like, okay, yeah, it would be great if I were finally healed in heaven, but I want to be healed now. Okay, I, I want relationships to be restored then, but I want them to be restored now. Right. But when Jesus said, come follow me, he said, I have come that you might have life and have to the full. It's not just once we die. It's life now that can be the fullest. So the, these prayers that we're asking God to move in on our lives, it's good to think it, it can happen now, but that means we do have to learn how to wait, right? Yeah. We do need to learn to wait. So, so my big idea for you guys today is, is that um, waiting isn't weakness when we wait for the Lord. Mm-hmm. And, and I want to talk about three different ways that that is true that we can see here and learn from David, that waiting isn't weakness, even though it sometimes feels that way. So, so the first thing that I want you guys to pick up is that waiting, when you're doing it prayerfully, prayerful waiting doesn't preclude action. Okay? Mm-hmm. Prayer for waiting doesn't preclude action. And David was a man of action. He was a warrior, he was a fighter, He made things happen. okay? And prayer doesn't mean you don't do anything. So a lot of people just I think have this mistaken idea that that if I, if I'm praying like and waiting for God, like when are you gonna, you know, give me my spouse and they never go on a date. It's like, okay, you now it's gonna take a date. Get on one of those dating apps, one of the good ones, okay? You know what I'm talking about, okay? You know, and you're like, okay, when am I ever gonna get my degree? Well, you have to go to class. Okay, when am I ever gonna get the job? You have to apply. Um, and so that that's part of it. I think we've all heard the, the funny story, of course, the guy that's uh, on his roof because there's flooding all around his house. He's up on top of the roof. And and of course, the, there's a little raft that comes by. Someone's like, jump on the raft. He's like, sorry, I prayed to God, and I asked him. He said, he's, I'm just waiting for him to save me. The raft goes by. Motorboat comes by. The guy's like, hey, jump on the boat. I'll, I'll bring you to safety. He says, sorry, I'm waiting on God to save me. And then finally, a helicopter swoops in. Time to go, man. Come on, we'll, we'll rescue you. He's like, sorry, I'm waiting for God. The water rises. He drowns and dies gets to heaven, he's sitting there before God, like, God, what happened? I was waiting on you, I was praying, I was asking you to help me. Why didn't you save me? I was waiting, and, and of course God's like, well, I sent a raft, I sent a motorboat, and I sent a helicopter. What were you doing, okay? Sometimes we don't realize like, okay, prayerful waiting doesn't preclude action. We can still act, we can still move, and I think that's part of it. A lot of people wonder about this, a lot of Christians wonder about this with medical stuff. Well, should I get the treatment? Should I do this? Uh, I'm asking God and I believe that he can heal me. Okay, you know, it, prayerful waiting doesn't preclude action. That means we can use the great gifts of medicine that God has given us. They're not antithetical. We, we can do those things and it's an important thing to do. Um, so I just wanna encourage you guys to do that. If, if you're waiting, you can do it, okay? If, if you're waiting for a baby, oh, no, we don't need to talk about what you need to do there. Uh, but you know, okay. So that's the first thing. Prayerful waiting doesn't preclude action. So that's the first thing. The second thing is that prayerful waiting actually empowers us. This is a fascinating thing. I really had to study this passage and I mulled over in my mind, but that's really what David is telling us. It says in verse 14, wait for the Lord, be strong and take heart. Wait for the Lord. So in between, like sandwiched in between these commands to wait is be strong. And he's not just like, just, just be tough, toughen yourself up. I truly think he's saying that as we wait for the Lord, we are empowered. There's an empowerment that comes from waiting for the Lord. And that's good because it is true, as the proverb says, that hope deferred makes the heart sick. Mm-hmm. That when we wait, sometimes it's really hard. It's challenging. It's like, oh my gosh, I can do it. But when we wait for the Lord, it actually strengthens us. Yeah. It, there's an empowering aspect to it. And, and I love this. And one of my favorite verses is Isaiah 40, 31. Okay? Um, and I'm reading this from the Amplified version. It's good. It's extra Amplified. Okay? <laughs> it says, those who wait for the Lord will gain new strength. As you wait, you'll gain new strength and renew their power. You know, they they will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. It's as we're waiting that we can be empowered. I mean, just like you have to plug in your phone every single night, right? Even if you could get maybe a day and a half, okay, maybe iPhone users, you know what I'm talking about. You have to plug it in every night to keep that power, okay? And it's the same thing with, with prayer. we got to keep praying and we're empowered as we do it. And that's one of the reasons probably Daniel that prayed three times a day had the power to wait in the lines den all night, right? He had that faith because he kept getting empowered. There was a fascinating study, and it was done through some scientists out of Boston University. And they just tracked people who were optimists versus pe- pessimists, right? And the people who were optimistic and hopeful that life would get better had a—get this, they had an— 11 to 15 percent longer life mm-hmm. just by being hopeful being they, just by being hopeful they live longer and i just was like well if you calculate that out that's somewhere between eight and 13 years that you can live longer if you are a hopeful optimistic person <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so you're like uh-oh okay. <laughs> elbowing your, your spouse in there okay. um but the point is like as we hope in the lord he strengthens us because we're hoping in someone who has power (laughs) and he gives us that power. So we need to continue to go that. So prayerful waiting empowers us. And here's the third thing why waiting isn't weakness is that um, prayerful waiting opens our eyes to the goodness of God. Mm -hmm. It opens our eyes to realize how good God is. I I love this because it says in verse 13, I remain confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Mm -hmm. David doesn't say your prayer will be answered exactly like you want when you want it. Mm But he says God's goodness will come in the land. Amen. And I think as we're continuing to go to God in prayerful waiting, then God opens up our eyes to show us that he is good, that he's good for us, he's good to us. And sometimes he answers our prayers better than we expected. Amen. I mean, that's what Jesus taught. He's like, okay, God is a father. Dad loves his kids. He's not gonna give his kid a snake when he asks for a fish. He's not gonna give him a rock you know, when he asks for some bread. Good dad doesn't do that. Okay, a good dad knows more than the child. And even some of the Christmas presents, your kids were waiting for them. Well, you don't give them all at once like right when they're asking for them. You, you have them wait for it because it actually enhances the pleasure when you do receive the gift when you've been waiting. Or, or even like with our kids, when we go walk to the park, okay? We, we stop before we get to the street because cars are coming by. We don't want our kids to get hit by an SUV, okay? <laughs> I can see better than the other kid, the, the kids, right? And hold their hands, keep them back. Um, because a a dad knows what's best for their kids. Mm -hmm. I I like to say this, that God only answers our prayers one of two ways. Either yes, I'll give you what you want, or I have something better. Mm -hmm. Because even when he says no and doesn't give us the thing we've been asking for and waiting for, he has something better planned for us. It's always that way, yes Mm -hmm. or better. And that's why we can, when we're asking God for things, we can see that he's being good to us. And sometimes it is, he's being good to us because he's helping us grow and mature. That's what a good dad does, too. You're not quite ready to drive the car, Liam. Sorry, okay? you <laughs> got to wait till you're a little more mature. Sometimes God is doing that to us, too. You're not quite ready for this. I'll give it to you when you're ready. Um, there, there's something that is going on in your lives that I'm preparing you for. And so whenever God is saying hey, you're waiting, it, it's an, a waiting season isn't a wasted season. Mm-hmm. It just never is. God is always doing something. So it opens up our eyes to the goodness of God. And I think it's so important to realize this, that, that, that waiting, it's not weakness. It's not. And I think even Jesus shows us that. He's the strongest man ever. And he waited for a long time before he started his ministry. Like, we don't even know what he did between the ages of 13 and 30. He was waiting, he was preparing, and then finally God used him. That's what Jesus shows us what true waiting is like. And we've got to learn to do that. And some of you are like, well, how long, Matt? Okay, I've been waiting for weeks okay you're gonna to have to wait maybe a little bit longer okay maybe another day maybe another two maybe it's gonna be months or years or even decades for some of these things that we're waiting for but that doesn't mean we should stop waiting and stop praying and some people are like well when do i give up praying on something i, I truly think that god will let us know sometimes very clearly well the person did pass away okay it's it's clear it's not gonna happen but sometimes god changes our hearts even in that waiting process. And the thing that we were praying for and asking for, we're like, I don't really want to marry that person anyways. Okay. I'm glad God didn't answer that prayer. Like praise Jesus for that prayer not being answered. Right. Okay. And then, you know, it's just like that. Sometimes God changes your heart. So keep praying. As long as it's on your heart, keep praying. And that's how it was for us when we were waiting for kids. Like it stayed on our heart. People would be like, are you ready to adopt? Are you ready to like give up and, and just get a dog? We're like, no, okay. God has put this on our heart. We're gonna keep asking keep asking and keep asking. And it was so difficult. But then God, of course, did give us not only McKinley, but then twins, like two, two for one, right? So now we are the crazy family that destroys every restaurant we visit and nobody invites us over to their house anymore for dinner. <laughs> That's true baby in a few years, right? <laughs> I, I get it, okay? You should see our house at dinner dinnertime. Um, but the point is like God, it, like is when we're prayerfully waiting and, and asking him to do things, it's, it's not weakness. Like it is one of the strongest things that we can do. And that's what I just want to encourage you to do because I know some of you are waiting and you're asking and you're longing for God to do the thing that you're waiting for. Keep waiting. Be strong. As David said, wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. Keep doing it. And I've shared a lot of miracle stories in in this series and I just wanted to share one. And it's one that I've shared a couple of years ago, but it's a woman named Barbara. And Barbara had a long time of waiting and praying because she was diagnosed as a teenager with progressive MS, with multiple sclerosis, and it kept getting worse and worse. She was a gymnast in high school, um, but because the MS, she lost her grip and uh, eventually wasn't able to walk and move. She had to get a feeding tube. She had one of her lungs completely stop working. The other one's at 50%. She couldn't see, she got declared legally blind, and things just got worse and worse as she kept praying to God she was a follower of Jesus. Now, Barbara's story is powerful because two of the doctors that were with her and diagnosed her, even at the Mayo Clinic, um, wrote stories about her, which is incredible that, that they have written down this account for us. Because um, in 1981, Barbara went to the Mayo Clinic and they're like, there's nothing more we can do. We're gonna send you home six more months of life. That was the expected time. Maybe six more months you can have. Her family signed a DNR because they're like, it's just not worth it at this point. She was just ready to pass. But, but this is cool. Not only had she and her family been praying for so long, but they just went on Moody Public Radio and they said, anybody who could pray, please pray. We, we want more people to pray. And what's amazing is a lot of people heard that, started praying, and 450 people actually wrote letters to her saying, hey, we're praying for you. So even though she couldn't see, her aunt and a couple of her friends came over and read every one of those 450 cards to Barbara. Said, all these people are praying for you. We've been waiting and we're just asking God to do this. And, and she's at the point now that she can't move, she can't see, um, her, her muscles have been so atrophied that they're like pretzeling up. And while she was there, and as they're reading these prayer cards to her, she said she heard a voice. Nobody else could hear it in the room, even though there was a couple people in the room. Nobody could hear the voice, but she heard audibly someone say, my child, get up. And in that instant, she knew that it was God. And she told her, her aunt, like, get the rest of my family, tell them to come in, I want them to see this. Because when they came in, she jumped out of the bed. And she started walking around the room. Her mom got on her knees and touched her calves where the muscles had so atrophied and they had been healed. Her dad grabbed her and started dancing with her around the room. And the doctors came in. They had no explanation for any of this miracle. And Barbara went on to live a long, full life. And this miracle was recorded by these doctors. And it's just incredible that as this waiting and this praying, it took 16 years. 16 years she was waiting to be healed. But God heard the whole time. And for whatever reason, maybe even just so you could hear this story, God did something so that in that waiting process, something was happening. So I want to just encourage you, the words of David, wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord in just a week we're going to be starting on January 2nd a new series our 21 days of prayer and we're going to be praying as a church for 21 days because some of you are like I don't even know how to pray please come we're going to have a devotional that we're going to go through every single day that we can all be praying for 21 days in our series as it is in heaven and we can be praying for God to do amazing things on earth as it is in heaven so I encourage you to do that and whatever it is on your heart whatever you're waiting for that miracle you're asking God for keep waiting keep waiting Keep waiting, keep praying because waiting isn't weakness when we wait for the Lord. Let's pray. Lord God, um, I have things I'm asking you for. I know a lot of people have have told me some of the things that they're, they're crying out to God for, asking for these miracles, asking other people to pray with them, Lord God. And we pray that you'd hear our prayers. This morning as we put these requests before you, hear us and act. We believe that you are the God of miracles. The God who strengthens us as we wait. And I pray God that you would move in mighty ways today and into 2022.